were three college besties whose friendship has withstood multiple time zones and weathered different seasons in our lives. After over a decade of friendship and turning 30, a milestone year, we decided to record some of our most candid and honest thoughts. This is a love letter to our past selves on lessons learned and milestones achieved. But we'll keep these as a gift to our future selves too. When we listen to these conversations 10 years from now, we hope to laugh, reminisce, and remember these times with grateful hearts. So welcome back, everyone. This is episode two of uh, my our podcast. I'm Anna. I am Steph. And I'm Karen. And today's episode, uh, for today's episode, we will be talking about moving to a new city. So, for anyone who doesn't know yet, um, Steph, Karen, and I have had to move to a different city slash country um, sometime in our lives. And for today, we really wanted to talk about what that experience was like for each one of us and just talk about some of, you know, the little details about it, but also just be able to share something that we learned from that experience and maybe even talk about, you know, possibly moving to another city sometime in the future. So, Steph and Karen, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Ready! <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Um, I just want to start with introducing myself again. So, I'm Anna. I am currently in Manila, but... I did have to move to New York in the U.S. for my master's. And I moved there last January 2019. And it was actually, I would say, a pretty abrupt move for me. But unlike Steph and Karen, who, you know, who had a different scenario, maybe Steph, you can share with us where you moved and why you moved. Me, mine was um, mine wasn't abroad because I actually applied for it. It was for work. So I've been living in Tokyo, Japan, for the last eight years, right after graduation. Um, but the like the moving was quite. I mean, compared to like I had, um, I had to wait for like more than six months before I could move to to Japan because of several, um, not visa issues, but like because of like. Uh, our, our local governments, like dif- different requirements of me as an OFW. By the way, yes, I'm an OFW. Uh, me moving to um, a different country, uh, I had to like prepare a lot of things. And yeah, it's been eight years since then. You, Kar- and it's your second country. You might want to sh- yeah. share it. <laughs> so, hi guys. Um, I recently moved to Toronto in Canada in July at the height of COVID. And um, this wasn't planned. I mean, the move during COVID wasn't planned. But I was supposed to move back in late March. And then lockdown happened. So I was stuck in Manila for three months. And a lot of things happened in between, which... We can delve into more details later. And then it was only in July when I was able to secure a flight out. And um, I remember 
take a, a week after landing in Canada, the Philippine airports closed down again because of the spike in COVID. So I'm like, oh my God, I just had a two-week window to leave. And I was very relieved that I was able to land because my visa was going to expire in August. So yeah, so it was such a clutch moment <laughs> for me. Yeah, wow. I, I remember Karen wasn't sure if she was even going to fly. Every day it was, you know, <laughs> on flights if it was going to happen or not. But I wanted to ask both of you, you know, what were your priorities before moving? So as I shared with me, I it was really an abrupt move. Uh, abrupt in a sense that I only applied for master's in New York in September. Got my acceptance sometime October. Had to fix my papers until November. And then moved in January. So everything happened so fast. And I wasn't really able to prepare anything. So my initial priority literally was just to find a place to live. And that was my main goal. But I do have to Mine say... Was- yeah, sorry, but sorry. I cool. didn't even know that it was okay. Stupid of me, I didn't check the weather before <laughs> flying. So I flew in the middle of winter in New oh, York, stop. not knowing that it was peak winter and it was so cold. And it was probably the worst time anyone could possibly think of moving, but I did, I didn't have a choice. But yeah, so I wanted to know, how about you? Since you guys both planned on the move, what were your priorities before moving? Mine was like, <clears throat> you have to remember when I first moved here, I was just 21. I was super young. I didn't really have, like, okay, I have to do this, 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 this. I didn't really have that in mind, but... What 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 I really had, what my priority, I guess, really that time was, what do I have to bring from the Philippines to Tokyo so that I won't miss the Philippines? So literally, they, I mean, lucky for me because my company, my first company actually prepared everything, like the documents, even the boxes. And they even gave us like this huge 10 boxes. And me being me, I was super paranoid so I bought all of my Pancet Canton, all of my, you know, Argentina corned beef, those things that I, I think, I, that, and it's funny, it's funny that I actually brought Philippine rice. And I really remember that the cargo, like, Japanese guy who picked up the things from my house laughed at me for bringing rice because Japan is known for having the best rice in the world. So... Yeah, I mean, I really didn't have, like, those kinds of, like, okay, like, I have to see all of my friends. I have to, like, blah, blah, blah. Of course, that was there. But what was really in my mind that time was, like, to make sure that I don't die in my first month in Tokyo by actually bringing everything that I think I would need. So even, like, I brought a Bible with me. I I brought, like, I mean, aside from food, I even brought with me my... um. Some of like uh, my like NSO documents, like why would I even need that in Tokyo? But yeah, I brought those things. Um, yeah, so it was maybe because I was young then that I thought that I would I would need all of those, but that was a, like a a different kind of priority, I guess. But you, Karen, in when the, in your first uh, in your two moves, what were your like priorities before 
moving? Um, well, the first move was a short move lang naman since um, I took my master's in Edinburgh. I guess my priority back then was really just to make myself comfortable in terms of the clothes I wear. So opposite of Anna naman, I did a lot of research um, about the weather in the UK because I read in many forums that um, particularly Scotland, it tends, it's, it not tends, it always is gloomy all year round. So gloomy in a sense that it's always raining, um, there are barely blue skies, it's always cold. So I had to mentally and physically prepare myself for, for that kind of environment. And then, so that was for Scotland. And then for Canada naman, this, and you guys know this, this was carefully planned for a year or so. So like in terms of priorities, every aspect of my life, I had a checklist for, like I had a complete detailed checklist of the things that I would bring. I had a checklist of all the documents I needed to secure. I had a checklist of how to approach job hunting, the companies I need to reach out to, etc. Basically, um, because I was starting a new life, basically everything was a priority. But things took a turn when COVID happened. So from a very long preparation or a very long timeline and everything was happening according to plan in terms of timeline when I re received my documents, etc. Um, COVID happened in March. And that's when things starting started to turn uncertain. Parang, I carefully planned everything. Um, all my priorities are in check. And then bigla na lang, this happened. So because of COVID, my main priority then was just to land on Canadian soil. <laughs> As in, it, it, may it may sound very funny now, pero grabe talaga. As in, like what Anna said kanina, every day my worry was how can I get to Canada? Is there a flight to Canada available? Na-cancel na naman yung pal. Oh no. Or is the border open? Mga ganun. Na parang everyday um, updates were changing. So my main priority was really just to touch Canadian soil. <laughs> Kasi my, my visa was also supposed to expire in August. So were you able to touch finally Canadian soil? Oh, oh, kiss pa and hug. <laughs> okay, since you already touched up on that, Karen, um, can you tell us about your experience during your first week or month when you finally kissed, hugged, and touched Canadian soil? Oh my gosh, it was such an adventure talaga. And it's something na um, I'm happy to share <laughs> looking back kasi... I don't think we're gonna have any pandemic anytime soon again. So I say it's an adventure because it was a mix. It was like a mix of different emotions. <laughs> like many times na super excited and then many times na super worried or super anxious because um, the airport the airport was closed. And finally getting 
into the airplane was just a big relief to me. Yun nga, sobrang simple na lang yung priority ko that time. Just stepping into the airplane and then landing on Canadian soil. But when I got into the plane, I was so scared because it was the height of COVID and the plane was jam-packed. You know, like, I thought, I thought that Pal advertised na um, there would be physical distancing even in the plane. But I guess because of all the delayed flights or the canceled flights, parang there was no choice but really to cram um, two flights together. So it was super jam-packed. Um, everyone was wearing masks, of course. And I was also wearing a face shield. But during the entire flight, it was really scary because it was a direct flight. So I was um, stuck in one cabin for 15 hours straight and there was no social distancing. So you could imagine how paranoid I was to catch COVID. Yeah. And then when I landed, um, I was so scared, you know, because I ko alam how immigration will question me, especially during the time of COVID. But I was very relieved that it was smooth. It was actually very quick. So when I finally got out of the airport, I kissed um, the Canadian soil. Chos. <laughs> Such a bad joke. Wala pang punchline. Anyway. Chos lang. Chos lang. Anyway, I'll practice on that. <laughs> and then, um, during my first week, uh, I it's a mandate kasi to quarantine or isolate myself in the room for two weeks. So, I'm staying with my sister and um, I had the room all to myself. So, I felt like I was a prisoner <laughs> for one week because even my sister was afraid to like get close to me. So, she was the one um, cooking for me and then she would serve the food, leave it outside the door and then she would knock on my door to let me know that food is ready. So, on one hand, it felt like a luxury hotel because someone was cooking for me, giving me food every day. And my ate is the best in cooking. And then on the other hand, it was also very, um, um, I, I guess I was still paranoid at that time. Because, you know, we were just waiting if we COVID or not. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the reality now. You can catch it anywhere, right? So we were just praying every day na, okay, sana walang COVID and I don't develop any signs. So that part was really scary. And that's why it's an adventure. <laughs> Yan. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to give more details. Yeah. Just want to cut it short. <laughs> cut it short? <laughs> uh <-oh. laughs> What about you, Steph? What was it like in your first week um, in Tokyo? Mine was a combination of everything. It's like happy to be in a different country, exploring things on my own. On Me being 20, 21, very young, doing something different. At the same time, again, um, I'm super duper duper clingy to family cause. So I was also super homesick. Like I remember my first night, because, like, my house didn't have Wi-Fi. Because, the, like, they rented, the, like, an apartment for me. The, the house didn't have a Wi-Fi. And my parents got me this, like, 
SIM card that is prepaid, but it's super expensive to text. Like, I, I didn't get the postpaid one, but like one text would be like 25 pesos. But the, when they text me, it's gonna be like one peso. So I had to be super and Like, I would text them, like, shorten everything. Like, oh my gosh, I super remember that. Like, even my sister was like, like judging me. But that that first night, I was super homesick. Um, I I usually sleep with my lights turned off. Like I I want I want it like semi dark. Like the room's dark, but like the the window like uh like the curtain would be open. But that night I slept with my lights turned on, my TV turned on, and I was just crying. And I was super homesick to the point that I. I couldn't eat. I was hungry, but I couldn't eat. I wanted to just like um throw up that kind of homesick. And then the next day, I have to like you know compose myself again because I have to go to the like different um government agencies and even um create like a bank account. So I have to be like again like the me being the Stephanie me like I have to have this facade of being strong. So I would be smiling again. And luckily, I have like these Filipino in the management trainee group. So we were like. I was like, as if like I was just in college, like I would be talking to them, like we would be like discussing about things, but come, I mean, when I go back again to my house, I'd be super sad again. But I, um, I think what's, what also made, helped me like survive, survive the first week was that I had like a, a cousin and an aunt here. So whenever I would be feeling so sad, I could just like go to their house and just stay with them, even if I wasn't like close with them. But you know me, I I have this hab I have this like ability to be able to like be comfortable again to like the people. So even if we were not close, I was able to open up right away with them, and they were able to like not console me, but like give me like this um like this barring area where I could feel home still because I'm I'm with my family. And and it and it's Japan. It's very safe, but like yeah, the first week was very very tough on me. I don't know, but like New York, I, I guess like maybe because it's also because of the language barrier. Like Japan, in general, they don't speak English. If they do, it's um, it's seldom that you would find someone who could speak English. So it was also a struggle for me because. Um, Maybe I should have prioritized it, which I still need to prioritize. But like, I should have learned Japanese before coming to, I mean, before going to Japan. But me being me, like, oh, it's okay. I, they said like, it's going to be easier for me to learn the language when I am there. So why waste my, uh, I mean, invest my time on that when I can just like um, enjoy my, my remaining time in the Philippines. But um, it would have been nice if I learned at least like the basic of it. So at least I could have survived. I mean, not survived, but like at, at least I could have like uh, had like an easier first week here in Japan. But yeah, it was quite tough. Imagine signing bank papers without you knowing what you're trying to sign. Or like um, resident card, like or visa. Like you have to sign like telling them like, okay, you acknowledge this, this, this. But what do I acknowledge? These kanjis? This hiragana? I don't know. Like, yeah, but I don't know in New York. I don't know if, if it was tough for you in New York, Anna, but yeah. how was it? For me in New York, um, like I said, first of all, I did not anticipate how cold mm-hmm. it was at that point. And I learned eventually that when I moved to New York, it was actually, aside from it being peak winter, it was colder than most winters. 
So it was extra difficult weather-wise because you know I'm a tropical girl, and then I, you, I, I, you know, I basically dive into the peak of winter and halfway across the world. And so, like I said, I because it was abrupt. The, my first priority was really just to find a place to sleep at, right? And the first place that I booked was a co-living space. So basically, you live in an apartment building with several people. And the whole idea is that you literally co-live with each other. So you kind of sort of have to know each other. The problem was, I did not know. Um, I did not get to research the neighborhood that I lived in. And on my first, literally on my first day, I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, I, w- I went out around 7 a.m. I had really bad jet lag or probably even 6.30 in the morning. And because it was winter, it was still dark out. So it looked, it basically looked like it was still nighttime. And I remember that I, ha- I, I had to walk to the subway, not knowing that it was a few blocks away. And on my way to the subway, this random man was following me and talking to me. And I was so scared. And I remember that was my first day in New York. And that was super. And he was talking to me and he said, he was like, so do you have a boyfriend? Um, if you don't have a boyfriend, he was like, um, if your boyfriend's not giving you... Um, What's that? The T-Rex. Just text me. What's your number? And I was like, I don't know what the T-Rex is. It was just, you know, a scary time for me. And the thing is, I've been to New York before, but as a tourist. So my first week, I realized, you know, the places that I went to as a tourist were absolutely not the same for the rest of the city. And I guess it was also naive of me not to have prepared enough for what I should have expected. But, you know, my first week, I I wasn't happy with where I initially booked because like I said, I didn't get to research about the neighborhood ahead of time. At the same time, I didn't like the space. Parang the, because it was co-living, the people who were living there were kind of messy. I didn't know who they were. So I eventually left that apartment but the first week that I had to be there, you know, the feeling where I just want to be able to sleep. Just sleep and then wake up and then leave. And then sleep and wake up and leave. Until I found, like, another place to live in. And that was really a bit traumatic for me. But, yun nga, in retrospect, I realized, well, that was quite an eye-opener. I'm still alive, so... Lakan lang. <laughs> So yeah, um, but you know, speaking of these challenging, you know, first week moves, what were other, you know, more challenging parts about adjusting to a new environment? Steph, you initially brought up the language barrier. Yeah, the la- yeah, the language barrier was really, literally a barrier. Um, and I also have like the culture because Japanese culture and Filipino culture are super different. Um, you know, uh, Filipinos are, are very, I think for me, Filipinos, I mean, maybe I'm just telling, I mean, I'm describing myself, I don't know, but like, um, what you see is what you get. We're very transparent also. 
and um, we're very hospitable. I'm not saying Japanese are not hospitable because they're very hospitable. It's just that um, they have this like, hierarchy also of like, you know, um, you being an employee, th this person being a manager, this um, this person being the president. like And also you have like the gender, like men and women, like, men should be doing this, women should be doing that. And I am not that person. I mean, for me, no matter if you're a boy, a girl, gay, or whatever, we're all equal. We, we should be able to do whatever the other person could do. If I can do it, you can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. Something like that. And it's it wasn't... And coming here, I thought that... Because I, I, I like you, Anna, I did not really research before moving. It was actually my dad who was really doing all of the research for me. He found like where like the, the apartment will be, like what's near the apartment, etc. Et but I did not research on anything. Um, and also study the language. The language was tough because I felt like I was stupid. Um, one, because I, I was talking like I was a baby. Like, you put... I mean, literally, if you translate it, I would be saying like, you put here, this pretty, three, beautiful, something like that. And I felt like, oh my God, I feel so stupid. And the fact that I was not able to express myself, like how I can express myself in Filipino and in English, was also tough because, um, and also like even explaining myself and people would think that I'm, I would think, I'm not sure if they really did think of um, those kinds of things about me, but the people that I worked with in my first job, um, I felt like they were belittling me or like the way that they were talking to me was as if I'm stupid. So I started second guessing myself, like, am I really stupid? Or like, yeah, that, that one was challenging for me not just because of the language barrier, not just because of like the culture um, difference, but also it was actually pushing me to the point that I was second guessing myself. I, I, I was starting to like think if, like I was starting to think about myself, me being not capable to doing things, of doing things, or not being able to uh, live to what I was expecting like I should be living my I mean my work life so that one was really challenging for me because I'm really um, a, a career driven person and me being not not being able to do that or like the way that I wanted to happen was already a challenge by itself but I don't know it, 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 that's that's how I was seeing it maybe because I was also like an overthinker in that sense but it was really tough in the beginning. But little by little, I guess, I did outgrow it. But it took a lot of years for me to outgrow that one. The language, I, I finally accepted that I have to learn Japanese after three years of being here. Three years. So imagine the first three years, I was like, oh my God. I don't care if you don't understand me, I will talk this way. Something like that. Or like, like I think even my, my sensei and like my teachers in, in my Japanese classes were almost giving up on me because I wasn't listening in classes or like I would be pretending that I'm listening but I, I did not make an effort to learn the language. Culture-wise, I think that one was easy for me because I can adapt in it anywhere. I, it's, it's something that I, um, I, can, I think I can do um, even if let, let, I can also charm my way to like do, doing different, different things. So the, 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 the culture difference wasn't like as tough as people would be expecting. But yeah, it was really the language and me like doubting myself. That was the biggest challenge that I had.
you, Karen? For me, as mentioned a while ago, I went during the height of COVID. So obviously, the main challenge is really um, going out there and meeting new people. Especially since, you know, I'm starting a new life here, um, building a new life here, starting to job hunt. So my main challenge is how do I find people who can help me achieve the goals that I've set for myself when I moved here? And yeah, so even though I guess Canada is a bit, um, is not as strict as back in Manila in terms of the COVID restrictions. Um, it's still hard to meet new people or to network for jobs because people are afraid to go out or to meet other people, diba? Or, yeah, especially if I'm a new immigrant. So I guess that's really my main challenge now. It's really um, expanding my network because I believe by expanding your network, you can achieve your goals in terms of um, getting to where you want in your career or just having a fulfilling social life. Yeah, but okay lang naman din. How about you, Anna? I used to think I was fairly aggressive and assertive. When I moved to New York, people were like, a thousand times over more assertive and aggressive. And, you know, I people say that often about New Yorkers. But it's yes. different. <laughs> but it's it's like, you know, you know how you know you know it's true, but it's always different when you finally experience it. And to me, actually experiencing just how aggressive New Yorkers are in the biggest and in the smallest ways possible. That was for me a really big challenge and a big adjustment. Parang as simple as, you know, and something I also picked up as a habit is, you know, when you're supposed to stop, you're you're walking to a destination and there are two directions that you can take to get there, either to your left or to your right, let's say. People can get so impatient that whichever traffic light goes on green first, they'll take that. And it was like that hurried pace that people always have as if parang like, like ng mm. and, you know, just people are just like walking so fast and if you don't walk fast enough, you will get bumped by someone walking behind you and people won't be happy that you were walking, you know, that you were in their way or in the subway, you know, when it gets crowded and I, I'm carrying my school bag, which is, you know, obviously a little bit bulkier than probably other people's bags. You know, people can be passive-aggressive. Like this one time, someone was like, okay, can you make your bag any bigger? You know, parang like, okay. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my I realized, of course, I wouldn't say that every New Yorker is like that. But I do acknowledge that it's a tough place to live in. And people, you know, it's really, you have to look out for yourself. And... Like I said, because I used to think that I was fairly aggressive enough, I thought it was enough. When I moved to New York, it really demanded from me to step up more than I thought I already had. So, it demanded from me a lot in a sense that, of, you know, it was just exhausting having to 
adjust to the new time zone, the new climate, meeting new friends. It was really adapting to a city that was a little bit more fast-paced than I was used to. And to think, I know, I already, I was born and raised in Manila. So, yeah, that was a big, you know, a big adjustment for me. But, you know, not to say that there weren't any good parts. I think, you know, there were also some really, I guess I would say highlights of moving to the city, the best parts about New York. For me, the best parts about it, um, I love how New York has so many parks, has so many things for everyone, for every type of person. And what I appreciate about living there is that it can offer something for every kind of group of people, for every person. And I, I really found there just the ability to just be able to be more yourself. I see people walking on the street and they're dressed in, you know, the most unique ways possible. And, or people just singing on the street. Parang people are just so free to express themselves so much. And I love the vibe that New York gives. It, it, it really feels like it welcomes every person from every walk of life. So, you know, that for me is really the best part about moving there. It's just, it, you know, it has something to offer for everyone. So, yeah. What about Yuka? What do you like about Toronto so far? What's the best part about moving there? Well, for Toronto naman, I guess it's like the mini version of New York. <laughs> um, but it's the biggest city in Canada. And what I do appreciate about the city is that it's a good balance between um, a fast-paced city life. Not like New York, but almost like New York. And um, laid-back, suburban kind of life na I grew up in back in the Philippines. So I do appreciate also that there are also a lot of available parks, like huge parks that you can just go to and then there are different activities that you can do like play tennis, um, ping pong, um, skating rinks then. But of course, for this year, they're all closed due to COVID. But yeah, I do appreciate those because back in the Philippines, we take we take these for granted. And I guess it's also too hot to really enjoy the parks outside. Hot and humid. Um, also, in general, what I love about the city is the general vibe that it gives me. Like, um, I don't know, I just like... in. I just like the feeling of being in a different country. Like, I feel like I grow more personally. So that in itself already excites me. Just walking around or jogging around different neighborhoods, um, looking at the different houses or the different styles of architecture already excite me. Um, and other than that, it's the... It's the the general freedom or the autonomy that you have because you're living in a country that is more liberal or so to speak, not as conservative. 
or traditional and you're you're encouraged to be more independent which i've been looking for naman as a person how about you steph me tokyo um in general i like tokyo because it's super safe to live in here um i mean of course if we're gonna compare it to the philippines definitely a hundred times better like tokyo is super safe um not once in my life did i like you know like me partying let's say in the evening and then i could walk in you know narrow alleys like at i don't know 2 a.m super dark alone girl i don't think i would could ever do that in the philippines um but here you can do that and even like the fact that you can just like tell the the driver your address and they, they're gonna bring you to your house i mean right in front of your building i love that about tokyo and also the transportation um because i think if i i mean if i'm gonna be in the philippines i would be commuting to a lot but the the commute here in tokyo is super convenient uh you can get anywhere like in a you know in a not in a snap but then like easily um uh it will take some time for you to adjust to like how complicated the system i mean the entire like train system is but once you get it it's super easy uh and you just have to like jump from like a bus to a train and everything is on time um you you and Karen also uh, you Anna and Karen also you mentioned like the park something that I don't think we have parks in the Philippines. I mean, do we have one in Manila? I don't even know if there's one aside for like a village park or something. But that's something that we don't have. And I, I really love that Tokyo has like a lot, like they have a lot of parks here. And also like me, what I love about, I think it's not Tokyo. In, I think it's living abroad in general. Um, it, or maybe I don't know. I don't know how like the other countries would be, but the fact that I could meet other people as outside my usual crowd is a plus. Because if I did stay in the Philippines, I um I think because we're I, we're clickish in that sense in the Philippines that your your friends would be my friends even though we're just acquaintance, but she's still my friend. Something like that. Parang, like we don't go out of our circle, but here. Um, because Tokyo is so diverse that you have like people from different like countries, you get to meet people that you are that are not it's not actually that wasn't actually part of your crowd or like your circle. Even just just a random person in in the restaurant you say say hi, then suddenly you're you're friends with them already. That's that's what I really like about it, and I I really wish that from the beginning I really took advantage of that one. But yeah, that's what. Yeah, living abroad in general, or like maybe even in just in Tokyo, is like really the best, like different, like several part best parts of it. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, aside from the best parts, what about you know within yourself? What do you think were, figure some skills or interests that you developed because of all of these. I guess new things that your new city was able to offer. For me, siguro a big you know skill that I developed was 
so in my in the latest apartment that I moved to, I had to build all of my furniture by myself. And Karen knows this because uh, on the first day of my move, she and I literally had to go straight to IKEA to buy a mattress. I literally Toronto. just landed from Toronto. Yeah, that time. she oh, and I both. So, IKEA. <laughs> yeah, so literally, Karen and I both just landed. I landed from Manila. She landed from Toronto. Dropped her bags. Did you guys plan that? Yeah, kind of. Um, dropped User. her bags in, you know, the apartment. And then we went to IKEA, street to IKEA, to buy my mattress and pillows. And mind you, ha, just so we had something to sleep at night, we carried the mattress and pillows by ourselves up to my second floor walk-up. But the, 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 like, the mattresses are very heavy, no? Yeah, the like, mattress was rolled. But it yeah, was I remember because like, mine was super heavy. Carry that up. Set that up. Don't forget your maletas. And my maletas. But when Karen, I know, when Karen left, that's when my furniture came. I had to build. I built. I, I carried. So in my apartment building, there's no elevator. I carried all the furniture, the heavy furniture, up the flat, uh, two flights of stairs, and then assembled by myself. Something I've literally never done in my life. I had to assemble a full bed, table, a chair, you know, a lamp, and parang those handy skills. I parang we were never really taught those kinds of stuff in you know in high school. At least I was never taught in high school, but I suddenly found myself. Just doing that, and to me, parang hmm, this is an important life skill pala to pick up. And I only really got to pick that up when I lived by myself and moved to an apartment, you know, that wasn't furnished at all. So yeah, that was to me that was a life skill that I developed that I wouldn't normally think of developing, but handy pala siya, literally handy pala siya. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Steph? I don't know if it's a skill or interest, but it's more of me being more... No, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm super open na now, but I'm more open na to doing things compared to wh- when I was there in the Philippines. I mean, remember, I wouldn't even... If I would drink, I, I'm super likonte lang, or like if I... if uh, you guys want to party, you guys would need to, ano pa, to force me or like, like encourage me to go out. Um, even, even the zip line before when we did before, you had to like, Tara na, ay, Bora, Bora's like, I think the number one, ano, like perfect example. Like, I wasn't really planning to go, but you guys were like, really like, come on, Steph, like, and try to enjoy it. Um, like, we're now like we yeah we prepared the deck for you yes you did like okay this is the hotel we're gonna go to like this is what we're gonna do in first day second day third day which i i was like super hesitant and like doing before but now like little by little (laughs) like i'm opening to it now but but little by little i think it's a progress but like now i would go out with friends like late night or like I, I try to meet other people. I even try to like travel more. Um, maybe like even try to cook things. But yeah, it's something that I parang developed here living alone. And um, yeah, and open, really being open. I think that's 
what I what I really um parang added into like my I don't know bag of like things that I can do now. But hopefully I become more open. But yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> you Karen. For me naman, um, I wouldn't say that I only developed these skills or interests when I moved to Canada. It was a transition and it started um, during COVID. So um, it's threefold. First is I started enjoying cooking, like legit enjoy it. Um, if you guys know before, I really hated cooking because partic- particularly because of the hassle and the smell like back then it was my sisters who enjoyed cooking and then I would just sit and eat whatever they cook but now um, because of COVID and yeah since we're mostly stuck at home I actually enjoy the process of being creative with the recipe and just you know appreciating the outcome of what I cook so I've shared with these uh, with you guys these before yung lasagna ko etc. And then so when I moved to Canada, it was also something that I enjoyed um, doing, especially because Sina Ate and her boyfriend are always busy because they're working from home, right? But they still have jobs, so they're always busy throughout the day. So parang ako yung um, chef wow. for them. Wow. And and if it if it were still the old me, I would hate doing this chore or I would hate taking on this role. But now I enjoy taking on this role and I enjoy, you know, um, being resourceful or creative with what I make. So for my Atta's birthday, I made a birthday cake from scratch. And that's something I really enjoyed doing and I look forward to doing more for other people. So that's one. And another skill that I also recently developed is my freelancing skills. So um, ever since I resigned and then COVID happened, I had to be creative in um, finding another source of income instead of just relying on my parents. So um, I did freelancing and I'm so happy with um, the skills that I was able to uh, develop from freelancing. It was not particularly technical skills. It was more on people skills or being resourceful or negotiation skills Now, I never experienced before even in my corporate um, life. Because in corporate life, um, you have a specific role now or function. So you don't have to face like um, disgruntled clients or you don't have to do the pricing yourself or you don't have to negotiate your own prices to new clients but with freelancing it's like starting your own business completely from scratch so I learned how to price my myself fairly I learned how to haggle or negotiate with clients on why that price is fair and why I deserve to be paid that much and then I also learned how to um, deliver and to exceed clients' expectations and to develop um, a good rapport virtually. Especially nowadays, because you can't be you can't work in person 
well, for most countries, ganun ngayon. So, another skill that you need to develop because of COVID is to learn how to build a good rapport virtually. So, I think because of my freelancing, they're, they're mostly remote. I was able to develop that skill. And then last but not the least, it's very simple, pero super, um, it's my small happiness now that I moved here in Canada. Um, it's just being resourceful with whatever I have. So ever since I moved here, um, my mom told me, you know, because of the situation, because of COVID, etc., you just need to make do with what you have. Now, wag mo na, wag mo na, don't feel like kawawa ka na, na um, you don't have a job yet or you're living in a small place with your sister, mga ganon. Instead, um, find ways to make, to turn things into something positive and become resourceful. So one of the things na, I'm really proud of, and I will soon post in my stories, my small wow. journey or my small milestone is <laughs> my investment in my makeshift bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, how does so, it look like? I'm so happy about that, yeah, by the way. I'm so, yeah, I'm so proud of myself for this because, um, Steph, yung living condition ko kasi ngayon is I'm, I'm living in the <laughs> living room. Yeah. Living condition. So I'm 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 living in the living room. <laughs> I'm saying at the living room. And then so yung couch is a futon. So it's convertible to a bed. But it's not comfy and hindi siya pantay. So um during my oh mattress topper. So during my first months kasi um, I've been getting back pain. And I, oh, I guess no. it also comes with age. Again! <laughs> yeah, again, again. Yun yung, ano, yun yung tagline. motto ko. Tagline ko. It comes with age. Kasi it, it started happening nung nagko-close na ako to 30. Like, what the hell? It was like a, birth, a birthday surprise by my body. So, <laughs> sumasakit yung back ko from, um, from the makeshift bed. And then, eh, I, I'm earning naman na from my freelancing. So, I wanted to like, um, make the most of my situation and create my own simple happiness. So, I turned the photon into a comfortable bed by buying um, a mattress topper. So, it's memory foam. It's super soft. Now, I don't have back pain. And I have... I have I, I have a great long sleep na every night. Unlike before, I usually would wake up in the middle of the night. So now, as in talagang, ang sarap ng tulog ko. And then recently, I just bought um, a duvet. No, signs of aging na to. A duvet. And yung duvet ko is goose down. <laughs> so it's also another investment. <laughs> yeah, so yun yung simple goal ko or simple happiness ko is to turn that um, bed into a luxury makeshift bed. So now, I'm so excited to sleep in my small <laughs> studio. Yung yung joke ng ate ko, I made my own studio in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I'll, sh- I'll share pictures soon sa stories ko. So yeah, so again, just to recap yung skills that I developed towards resourcefulness, my people skills virtually, and 
um creating pricing and lastly it's cooking Okay. Actually, um, what you didn't know, Steph, I was really prepping her for her futon when I <laughs> buy a mattress with that year. That was, uh, that was a one year in the making. Yes, you owe it to Preparation. Her. Yeah, you have to thank me, Ka. Because that was really what, what inspired you to stay with your futon was your experience with my mattress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. I just want to give I just want to give myself credit. Ano but joke aside, it's true because I was with you when you first it. No, no, and and remember yung I I still remember yung mga yung mga first few days tayo na super shocked tayo. And then but we're like, okay, we'll do what we can with what we have. And and you know, super natuwa ako with how you converted your place into such a cozy home na y- you're actually comfortable and happy with. Remember? Kasi before I left you, I'm like, I was so worried na, oh, are you sure you're gonna be okay? Etc. And wala pa yung mga furniture mo nun, just the mattress. So I was yeah. really worried. But yeah, I took inspiration from you na, na you make do with what you have and then just turn it into something um, simple, but makes you happy. Oh, thank you. Before I move on to my next question, I just wanted to say that on Karen's last night with me, <laughs> accidentally fell asleep on the floor right next to the mattress. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, no, no, no. We were just so tired. Yeah, we were resting our legs from walking. We didn't realize that we literally fell asleep, woke up the next morning. We were on the floor. Not the oh. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was quite an adventure. But you know, since you brought that up, um, I wanted to ask, uh, what did you learn about yourself, diba? from living in the city, from your experiences of moving? Niba first, okay. Um, what I learned about myself is that I'm very. I could be very resourceful, pala. I knew this before, pero I never really actively did things to maximize my scale of resourcefulness, if you know what I mean, or creativity. Like, um, my younger self would never take advantage of situations and turn it into something na just to make the most out of it. Like, I knew I was creative, but I never actually followed through to create small projects just to practice my creativity. So when I moved here, something I learned about myself is that um, I was able to uh, maximize my potential and be creative and resourceful. And nakaya ko pala. (laughs) Kasi before, um, I knew I was creative, pero I didn't have enough confidence nakaya ko. So, ngayon, at least, I learned na kaya ko pala and now I feel like I can do anything or throw me anywhere and I can um, become resor- resourceful and make the most out of it. How about you, Steph? Me? I don't know if, I don't know if this is the right term and if it's also good, but not like in a, ano ha, disclaimer, it's not like a, Parang grabe naman, kapal na mo. But I can be charming naman pala, joke. <laughs> no, but like, 
before kasi like you are sa- charming thank you <laughs> but um before kasi like if there's like let's say i want to do something or like or maybe not charming but maybe i can negotiate pala i have this like talent of negotiating or like also also networking not networking but like ability to not really care about who the person is but But, uh, and I'm always so, I, I can be confident pala uh, to talking to people who are, let's say, at work. Like, um, some people kasi would be super scared if they're talking to their president or like someone like, like a, I don't know, a celebrity or something. But what I figured out here was that, parang, I, it's something I never, and I'm not sure if I did it in Ateneo eh, but like, here, um, I'm super confident about i mean my i'm i'm confident na um if i talk to people that are not of my same level na w- wala akong pakialam like i i i can talk to them uh about different things joke with them uh and and be like just a confident me um not even stuttering or whatever and i can be comfortable and also um when i negotiate i don't know Maybe because I never had the the opportunity of nego- negotiating before when I was younger, but here I realized na ah, kaya parang mayroon may pala akong skill. I I have this like I know what to touch in a specific conversation so that I can make this person say yes to me. Parang ganon, but that's something that I never thought that I I had in me before when I was in the Philippines, and I just like learned about myself when or maybe developed here when I move to um to Tokyo. Yeah. And it's interesting, I think. You Anna, what what what's something that you think you learned about yourself in living in New York? Yeah, so so I mentioned diba, I, I used to think that I was assertive slash aggressive enough. Turns out I wasn't and you know compared at least to people here in New York. So back home, back in Manila, I I was in an environment where I felt like it wasn't. I was too aggressive, too assertive for the people around me. Even in college, I felt like there were a lot of people whom I was around, or even you know within Sangu. Na parang I felt like I might have come off too aggressive or too assertive. Even you know when I started working, na it was the same, and I always felt like I might have to temper myself because people might not be ready for the energy that I give. And so for the longest time, it was always, you know, something I wanted to manage. But when I moved to New York, and then it demanded even more from me, parang that's when I learned to even embrace that part of myself more. Na parang, okay, it's not such a bad thing after all to be this assertive or this aggressive or this outspoken even. You know, I found a place where it's even asked, you know, for me to be more of that. And, you know, I, I really learned to appreciate that because like I said, I, for the past how many years, I grew up wanting to tame that part of me. Now, all this time pala, I didn't have to tame that part of me. It was just, you know, a matter of finding the right environment where that could, you know, that would be a good thing, where that would be a bad thing. So it's not like, New York is, you know, necessarily better than Manila. But it's also a man- matter of knowing that there will be some parts of my life, there will be some places in the world where it's okay 
But there will also be other parts of my life and other parts of the world where it's not probably a norm. Yeah. So. But you were, I guess you were prepped, I mean, the people that you, um, you were with before, you were prepping them for the other world. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's it that way? I mean. <laughs> but you were somehow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I gravitate towards friends kasi who are also, in a way, Strong. Just as aggressive or strong, you know, have strong personalities, but in different forms. Like, you know, the two of you, both, you know, Karen and Steph, you have your own ways of being really strong, right? Um, and I, parang that makes me feel more comfortable because I don't feel like I have to temper myself. So parang it was, it was like finding that right environment. But when I moved to New York, it was like, well pretty much everyone is in one way or another like that, diba? So, parang, okay, I feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more at home, I guess, in that respect. So, yeah. That's um, so true. And can I just say na, I guess what I also appreciate about our friendship, I said, segue, <laughs> is that, <laughs> ano, and, and having yeah. reflections Uh-oh. and appreciation, I nice. really appreciate about your <laughs> friendship. And I guess the reason why we've stuck to each other growing up and we our friendship has grown even stronger is because we have similar personalities in such a way now we're all both strong and assertive in our own ways and rights yeah and now we don't we we always watch each other's back now if when someone's becoming vulnerable or when someone's like doubting herself we always push each other on the right track and always reminding each other that don't be don't be apologetic for who you are right? or don't don't be apologetic for um being too assertive or reaching for your goals or speaking up for what you think is right and yeah i really value that part of our friendship oh past Issue. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's super true though. Yeah. yeah. That's super true. I agree, Karen. But yeah, and you know, like I said, I think I shared this in the previous um episode, but I feel like that's what always kept us bound with each other. Like even no matter where we go, no matter what time zone we're in. Parang it's, it's really that being able to be that person for the others, regardless of distance, regardless of time. Um, yeah. Um, Steph, did you want to say something? No, yeah, but I think that's super true. Because like, it's not like every day we talk to each other. But when we actually talk to each other, it was as if we just talked yesterday. Yeah. We have this like, certain point where we can just pick up and just discuss about things like Asaran and everything. Which is good, I think. And yeah. it's like us being more mature in our end. Because like even our assignments <laughs> become more mature in <laughs> More yeah. considerate. Yeah, yeah more considerate. Sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. Yeah, so... I'm going to mute my own self. So I manage to... No, that's, that's really good. I'm really happy for you, Karen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, you know, considering everything that we've learned and just, you know, once, for me and Steph, it was literally moving to one other city. For you, Kai, it was, diba, moving to two cities before 
when you went to grad school now in Toronto. Um, is there any other city, siguro, or country in the world that you would ever consider moving to in the future? Well, for me, it would be a career move. And it would be <clears throat> aligned with my overall career goals na one day I would like to be in um, a global position. So that could either be kasi in New York or in London. But wow. syempre, if I were given the opportunity, I would I would choose London. London. <laughs> Partic- particularly because I want to be in Europe and be able to explore Europe more. So it's more of that. Kasi um, the culture of America is totally different from the culture of Europe, diba? So I'd love to experience naman how it's like working in Europe and meeting people from different countries. How about you, Steph? Me, it's not considering it would happen soon. Um, yes. Max, <laughs> Max, sorry. Yeah. Considering yeah. lang ako. Crossing my fingers. Ako wishing lang. <laughs> my God, making things happen eh. <laughs> Baka ba, James? Oh my God. But yeah. But me, um, because um, now that I'm in a regional position, um, I have like I'm now given a, an opportunity to um, work in our headquarters, which I will have this opportunity to um, work, work worldwide. So I will be able to meet more people from different cultures, from different cities, from the, uh, that who have different personalities and way of thinking, which excites me. Um, and also, I think. Uh, the reason, one of the reasons why I'm also excited of uh, me moving to Europe is because um, the the culture of Europe will not, um, what's the proper term, will not um, support me being super workaholic. So it's like, because you know how like um, they have like a good work-life balance, but here in Japan, because like everyone's super workaholic, that me being workaholic, it was actually like the the culture that they have is really um, encouraging it even more that I forget that there's life after work. But I'm super excited that I went uh, that uh, of me moving to Europe because they have a different take on life. So they really have like this. Like, you know, a line between, okay, this is where work stops. And then this is where, like, you know, you ha- your social life happens. Your, you know, um, everything aside from work. Uh, they stop work at, like, you know, 5, 5.30 p.m. to have, like, their aperitivo and meet other people. Which is super different here because the longer that you stay at work means that you're more hardworking. But it's different there. I mean, the longer that you stay there at work, it means that you're inefficient. So I'm excited, like, what kind of Stephanie, I mean, the different, like, version of Stephanie that will happen there. So, yeah, I don't know um, if, if it's a different Steph, we'll never know. But I guess it's still, um, there will be an additional, like, personality or, like, learnings about myself, which I'm very much looking forward to. You, Me Anna. too! <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Um, I'm gonna fingers crossed it also happens. I also actually wanted to move somewhere in Europe. I, oh my gosh, you know, I, I've only been to Italy once, but I super fell in love with it when I went there. So, fingers crossed. 
that's you know yes. that's where it takes me i want i want to you know i want to have a chance to live there talaga and like yeah. i don't know there's just so you know there's just so, something so exciting about it yes and different countries like near each other yeah just being you know like being next to, to each other around. yeah but that's something that you know i want to take but again out of the three of us i think i can say this for both Karen and me that we are both so excited for you, Steph, on your next move that you're not just considering, but actually preparing <laughs> you for. You actually are. Actually, yeah, I can live my dream through you na lang. Wow! Oh, so, happy with that. <laughs> so, the pressure is off. Yeah. The pressure is off. <laughs> Steph, you have to watch out. Because one day, you know, Karen and I will definitely for sure visit you you have to. You have to. It's a just month. the three of us. Just the three of us. Um, oh my gosh, it's gonna be exciting. No boyfriends, ha? Don't bring your boyfriends or partners. Just the three <laughs> of us. There's a curse. There's a curse when you visit me with the boyfriends. <laughs> Kidding. Hindi na mayata sa curse. Wala na kajan ana. No, Steph, you're very right. There is a curse when we visit you with boyfriends. So, lesson learned. Um. <laughs> That's still part of the lessons of learning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like episode two's real learning is when a friend moves to a new city. Don't bring a boyfriend. <laughs> Don't bring a boyfriend. That's a really good learning point. Yes, um, yes. And there's also, I guess, there's also value talaga in being able to travel with your girlfriends. Yes, my gosh, yes. Diba? Nang, it's in, I think what I appreciate most about it is that we're able to share a little piece of our new homes with each other. Yes, yes. Super yes. Yeah. And I get to say that I have a, another home somewhere else um, aside from the Philippines and where I am currently. Because you guys are like in a different country. And I can say that I have a, my own, like not house, but like home, let's say in Toronto or in New York. You get yeah. what I mean? Oh, I love that. I love I love how you see it that way. Mm-mm. And you're always welcome here. You too That's, are always welcome here. I'm so excited to try Karen's uh, memory. Hold on with yeah. Luxury bed. <laughs> I'm going to make it my goal to experience the little studio that Karen has built for herself. Wow. This soon I'll have my own room. Na. <laughs> yeah. Really? But is that for sure? Yeah, magbuild really? na siya ng wall. Yeah, December. Hindi siya wish. Hindi siya So, yeah, um, I really enjoyed this episode also because you know, ever since graduating, we've all literally lived in different countries na, no? Yeah, we did. We've never lived in the Philippines all at the same time. Oh my since, God, yes. Yeah, diba? Since early 2012. So Yeah. That's diba? super true though. So That's I'm really... Yeah, I'm really well, happy. We, we did, Anna, but your work was all the way in Batasan. So parang it felt like a different, <laughs> different world. <laughs> North and South. <laughs> um, thank you, Karen, for the reminder. I appreciate it. <laughs> No, but yeah, I just wanted to close this and, um, you know, just to close it, I just wanted to say that I'm really glad that, again, wherever we are, um, whichever city we live, you know, we have lived in and will live in. I'm glad 
you know, picking up from Steph, it's really that we find ourselves a home just by having each other in those places. Nice. 